guys welcome back to the real easy show you got your freaking boy on the mic and i pointed at hustin but i meant me (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah it's just john here evan i don't even know where he is he looks like he was exploring toilets in the woods earlier as you do i mean (laughs) him and cam just doing crazy shit out there um amelia's here as well she's chilling hi she's on the phone that's fine um (laughs) not on the phone but on her phone anyway and you got Hassan Kader in the house. What's up, guys? It's been a minute. Hassan, where should we start, man? I know we, we had a kind of a briefing beforehand, and I do appreciate it. It kind of got me in the right headspace, but I just kind of wanted to... I, th- I think I want to make the announcement for you, but I don't know if I should. Go for it, man. All right. Hassan is officially retired from TikTok. <sighs> guys, I know it was a short run. Last <laughs> podcast, I don't think that one ever went up. The yeah, one you're where, right. Yeah, it didn't. So, I got on TikTok... In a in one day, I had three thousand followers, and then the next day I had ten thousand, and one week after that I had twenty five thousand, and I just all I was doing was re-uploading my old vines, yeah. and I hustled that. I did that concurrently, like nonstop grinding for four months. Had about a hundred and eighty thousand followers, and then I realized I hate this. <laughs> I hate the I hate the content that I'm making. I hate yeah. having to interact with people in that way where it's like, oh, we love this. And it's like, man, I don't love that. So, uh, okay, cool. You have horrible taste in comedy. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I respect you a little bit less for liking me. Right. That is Crazy. weird. That's a really weird space to be in. But self-loathing, self, self-loathing is probably kind of not healthy at all. But um, it's, a, it's a weird space to be in because it is helpful to make a certain brand of comedy. Um, if you want to be that guy, right? <laughs> you yeah. want to be able to kind of self-deprecating self, humor, self-deprecating, yeah, and stuff like that. Just having that element of your body, of your body, of your. I'm in a weird thing today where I keep <laughs> switching out words. Um, just having that element of your psyche, I guess, can be helpful to tap into if needed. Right, and there was stuff like there's this Omegle series on TikTok, yeah. and I loved my Omegle series. Yeah, but the videos that I loved, five thousand likes. The videos that I hated, the ones that like. I would do. I would film Omega videos for four hours, and mm. then I would spend three hours editing all of that footage, cutting out the crap in between, yeah. and then prepping videos because I posted two videos every day for the whole three months that I was doing it, Jeez. which is it was a lot. Yeah, out of me. <laughs> but uh, the ones that like I hated that I was like, I'm gonna throw up because here's a TikTok relevant topic. This is it's an e boy. It's a guy who's <laughs> wearing the little fucking choker and he's skinny, looks yeah. malnourished. But I guess teenage <laughs> girls think that's cute now. It's, whatever. It's definitely something. And I'll post that clip you know, 100,000 likes, whatever. And I was like, this, this sucks. Yeah, this is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever had to do. And like, it was a slow burn and I don't think there was any one thing that really just made me realize that I, I hated it. Yeah. But I do. And yeah. I and, and it's not knocking anybody that does it. And, I'm, and now that I'm saying I'm retired, I'm not gonna ever like i will never post on that horrible social media platform yeah. <laughs> i was out and about in a, in downtown birmingham with my boy over the weekend and we came across this wall 
where it was like written in and like painted it says before i die dot 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 and people wrote below like what they do before they die and there mm-hmm. was some ridiculous shit on there <laughs> what like it was like reasonable stuff like i want to travel the world i want to meet the person i want to fall in love with i want to yeah. suck a big dick <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere i want to take over america what <laughs> like insane stuff so i That's made a little great. video about that and i where else was i gonna toss it up i tossed it up on tiktok but yeah did i even check the like count i could not tell you how many likes it got Good. because it's just not yeah, that relevant scope because those yeah. numbers bog me down. Oh yeah, all of a sudden my validation's not coming from the things that matter; they're coming from these numbers yeah. that I don't care about. And it's meeting one- meeting your own expectations of those numbers and meeting other people's expectations and comparing yourself to other people. I mean, right? It's a dangerous. Well, because because I was in this group of like four or five TikTokers. We have this little group chat. You know, not Preston Wahoney, uh, not Aldine, and like and and Nabiat. And they're really cool guys, but. You know, Preston was the was the lowest of the group follower wise. Preston's the highest. He's got four hundred forty thousand now. Yeah, and he's killing it. And he's super funny, but he's he's great at what he does. Yeah, and I I like at early on. You know, I'm giving Preston advice. We're buddies. We're going back and forth. He'll ask for my advice on on certain clips and whatever. He's just naturally a really funny, dude. But I, I have some some pointers and stuff that could help a video here and there. And that dynamic was great. Well, then Preston was top dog. Yeah, and and like while we're still friends. There's this power dynamic between our friendship now that like, oh, if I go down to LA, I'm going to see press and we're going to hang yeah. out. But is it going to be the same level of like, <laughs> we're buddies, we're mutual, um, that we're yeah. at the same level? Yeah, it's like, it's almost like they, he's not talking down to me in a disrespectful way, but yeah. like he's a, he's on famous birthdays and I'm not, you right. know, that's the, <laughs> that's the difference. That's maybe. really strange. That does little distinction. It really, it probably, I mean, it blows up his head. I'm sure not, not anything against him. Like you're trying to say, like no, he's man. funny and stuff, but it's just one of those things that like, gets so volatile and he probably had not a lot to do with his success being as big as it was. I mean, sure. He's great and stuff like he, that, but he got the, the skit content down. Yeah. Like right when, when TikTok was transitioning into Vine 2.0, essentially, right? right. When, it, when it's it's earning this new this new audience, he was making that content at the right, right. moment, and he lives in Los Angeles. So okay. right out of the gate, you know, at Gabe, Gabe Irwin or whatever, uh-huh. huge Viner back in the day, huge YouTuber, tremendous guy. Well, he gets to go meet up with Gabe when he's got mm. 20,000 followers just while I'm the- sitting at 100,000, <laughs> and I'm going to go meet up with who in yeah. here in downtown Bur- the like in Birmingham? The grind is just harder. The it's grind is harder, yeah. yeah. He makes videos with Vincent Marcus, incredible impressionist, really funny guy. Yeah. I, my st- start on vine like my original like fame i won vincent marcus vine impression contest <laughs> and preston goes to the club with vincent every that's night nuts. like they're they're boys yeah. and that's that's so dope and i'm so happy for preston right genuinely but like because of where he was at you know there's trends and forces right he's got things that are out of my scope he lives in los angeles right out of the gate he's making a different kind of humor than yeah. what my audience is bred for that's great i'm super happy for him and his hustle and where yeah. he's at yeah, I'm, I'm 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 glad you're saying that rather than being jealous of it. Fuck I mean, Preston, <laughs> horrible guy. Nah, be, he's genuinely it'd be such easy a to kind be jealous man. of somebody though that's yeah. blowing up off something like that. It's, it's it's honestly like everybody in that group. I mean, we don't talk. I mean, the group message is dead. It's yeah. dead in the water. And I think there was one guy. His name's Micah, and he did these transitions. And I put Micah in the group when he had five thousand followers. Like he was he was the lowest of the low. He's got yeah. like two million. Whoa. He's a full e boy, verified. Crazy. He does these dope editing transitions. But let's not pretend that the transitions are what people are looking at. They're looking at the fact. That my man's ripped and he's he's, he's shirtless <laughs> yeah, exactly but nothing but but hype for him but he like unfollowed me and left the group chat so there's a little That's you weird. know there's bad blood between not bad blood but like i don't care about micah weird blood yeah weird blood like <laughs> i saw him on my for you page and i pressed that tab that was like 
see no more videos right, by this user because yeah. his videos did not entertain me i just yeah. thought i knew he had potential and i wanted to help him in any way that i could yeah and then like there, there's another guy in a buy it he's got two hundred twenty-four thousand followers now and he's he's great he's yeah. just funny all around he does a bunch of weird quirky stuff i couldn't peg his videos as one thing but he's, right he's a yeah. killer he's a killer but uh yeah there's no no hard feelings on that and you're, you're proud of people for getting successful right yeah as long as they don't yeah. forget you and pretend to <laughs> not know you anymore yeah. micah come on man oh, geez, what are you doing bro. especially yeah. that big of an explosion just like relax with it you know yeah congrats to him though that's huge it is cool. that's awesome he gave himself a career essentially he had yeah. like twenty thousand subs on youtube and he'd been hustling that forever and then he hopped on tiktok and he managed to like take that editing skill that is commonplace on youtube and right. not on tiktok and and like it's weird how you, you like there's a there's a small overlap sometimes with those things and if you just are able to just do it first then you can just be right insane now where i was on tiktok like had i decided that that's what i wanted out of my life i could have hustled it 10 times more and, yeah. and made just the content that i know would have popped off and i could sit at a million followers at this point easy because yeah. like, i mean a hundred thousand was a month and a half in yeah you know and like I'm all good. I'm chilling. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. I'm yeah, all I'm yeah. happy without it. Well, good. I'm glad. Um, what was I going to ask? Oh, yeah. Well, you mentioned transitions and you were talking about uh, editing stuff earlier. I don't know why this popped in my brain. I was just, I did some After Effects stuff recently um, and it was really fun. I just didn't, I've never done it before. I was wondering what you used to edit. I definitely, uh, I dabbled in After Effects for a minute. It was yeah. way too complex for me, but <laughs> yeah. also like I wanted to learn more because the stuff you can do with it. I know. You know, I bring up Sugar Pine 7 every time I'm on a podcast, not just because they're my buddies, but because <laughs> Steve did such subtle edits on those videos. Yeah. There were things like the title card would move with the scenery. Right. And they're so basic. Yeah. But equally so, that just creates this beautiful like Yeah, like you said, yeah, that, that word subtle is huge for editing. Like you don't want to be the obvious cut in the obvious whatever transition and stuff like that but if you, yeah, if you can just blend something into the to the movement of the scene like the directing of the scene especially it helps i'm sure with him like he was directing he was shooting he was doing everything yeah um to a certain degree that's probably what led to the downfall of that big time <laughs> having a lot to be of burnout the, the big head of the group like that and you would think like those guys would understand that coming from a group that was similar to that before that well steve did it twice yeah i mean he had <laughs> Super Panic Frenzy, and that's oh, where that's, that's right. where we, we met. About that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Super Panic Frenzy died, and then he got hired on to SourceFed. Yeah, and he killed it at SourceFed. He was so good at that. And then, in, you know, he that SourceFed died, and SourceFed dying literally gave birth to Sugar Pine Seven. Yeah, Sugar Pine Seven released that final video saying goodbye, and it's still like it'll bring tears to my eyes. Cause it's it's <laughs> yeah. so well done. Yeah, but you know, he says this this thing in the voiceover like, you know, this beginning doesn't feel like, uh, or th- this end doesn't feel like the beginning of something new. Yeah. It just feels like the end. And it was like, oh, hit you in the field. <laughs> and to think about however old he is, 20 whatever, 30 something, I don't know. 20, 20 something. Yeah. 20 something. To, to feel like you've hit the end of something that you've devoted half of your life to at this point. Like, it's crazy. Where do you, where do you go? <laughs> no, right? Like, I mean, um, over the summer and stuff, he was doing a lot of like, I don't even know what to, to call it, like artwork, but it was yeah. like graphic design and like processing like really amazing 3D rendered images. He'd oh, send yeah. me stuff from time to time. And, That's dope. And like a little bit of animation. Yeah. And now he like he he made his Instagram just to show his animations and now his Instagram's just the music that he's grinding now. Yeah. But I think that's awesome. When you're in a comfortable place to where like this doesn't matter. Like yeah. the, I feel like outlet, without hitting outlet. his level of social media success, yeah. I've had success in my life to the point where like I will do what I want now and I'm not I'm not gonna do TikTok because yeah. I can get you know, I I, I did like a thousand dollar brand deal for this fake pair of AirPods. 
that was great <laughs> yeah. at the time. And it was super hyped that I just had a, a grand in my bank account that I wouldn't have had right. just by reviewing these pieces of shit. Pods, <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, right, right, definitely. But, but like, I'm not, I'm not starving for it anymore. Yeah. And because of, like that gave me a new perspective of like, if I'm not starving, then why am I making crap? Exactly. I yeah. should just make what I want to make when I want to make it. My YouTube channel is the biggest culprit of it. I, I hustled for a little bit where I was doing a video every day for like a week and a half mm. and I was doing well with that. But I'll go back and watch those videos. There's one I really like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And another one that I think has, has a really great premise and the middle part's good and I fall short at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not good enough. To, no. Like, and it's not even that everything has to be executed exactly what you want it to be, but to I a point laugh, where you can, yeah, yeah, I yeah. enjoy it. Where like, you look, look back, back and you can't even be like, oh, that was pretty solid. Like I see where I was going with that. No. Like you're just like, oh, I just literally did that for the views. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And TikTok's becoming such a behemoth in the social media landscape and in in everybody's day-to-day lives. Yeah. And people ask me about it all the time and they'll look up my account and they'll be watching these videos in front of me. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. God, just, just don't. Like I don't want to hear that, that yeah. same Mickey Mouse impression, that same crap yeah. that I, I was never a fan of to begin with. Yeah. You know, I, uh, my, uh, somebody works in my office brought her kids to work today uh-huh. and I read them a book and it was like a Mickey Mouse book and like, oh, I yeah. did Mickey's voice during that. That's the that's the one time in three <laughs> years I felt rewarded doing Mickey's voice. You know, like the it's one time for where the one, audience that Mickey was exactly. made for. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh man, I'm I'm doing wish fulfillment for some <laughs> fucked up 22 year old. Like, yeah, man, I wanted to hear Mickey say fuck real bad. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear Mickey say he's gonna do something nasty. Like, no, dude, fuck that. That's horrible. Right. Yeah. That's pretty awesome though. That's got to be really fulfilling for sure. And that's the only thing I'm ever gonna use that for. I uh, I've had this stand up set that I wrote years ago that I've been adding stuff and removing stuff for years yeah the mickey stuff's been a mainstay it's gone i took it out i completely wrote it Big out move and and like it's scary at first but also like i don't need it anymore it you doesn't don't gotta define. lean on it bro that ain't yeah. your crutch no more it's not get them out yeah especially now that i'm not doing social media i mean mickey's mickey's the golden it, boy to get you say, some followers it was a gateway to a certain drug of fame but i don't want that drug you don't, you don't need it no more bro like honestly if You're i could clean. get famous for stand-up but not have a uh, hundred thousand followers or whatever that'd be, yeah, that'd be great I, I don't care like the, the yeah. numbers on i have two thousand followers on instagram man i get like 200 likes who gives a fuck <laughs> it doesn't even matter right yeah 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 there was this minute after i posted my like a hundred thousand and this is the only time i ever gloated on social media because I was, I was a little proud of it that i finally hit hundred thousand followers on tiktok yeah. and i think that was showing like all the people from high school i was i won most likely to be a famous youtuber as my <laughs> senior year superlative well there you go so here's I mean, that guys i i did it i succeeded yeah. and uh, i thought it was really funny that video got 300 likes and then the next couple posts like slowly got like around that much yeah and then there was this immediate tank of like mm. oh you're a normal person and like you're not posting <laughs> social media i posted a picture of cody co and it got like 300 something likes and like yeah. oh man you know cody co now i'm like yeah I met him. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know him, but there's a big difference. Yeah, we we like I, I, I dapped him up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how much I know. Did you? So you went to a show? I yeah, think I saw yeah, that post. I yeah, did yeah. the uh, went to their Tiny Meat Gang show in Birmingham. Oh, there was one here. Yeah, it was Gee. great. You dapped up Cody, and yeah. then uh, uh, I introduced myself as Hussin, and then Noel said, "Wait." Are you TikTok Hussin? Oh, God damn. Maybe the, maybe the most shameful moment of my life. Yeah, man. I am. Do the voice. Oh, okay, man. I'll do the voice. Oh, man. <laughs> but oh, the show was great. But I'll say, like, the parts that I liked about their show, it's when they're doing, like, funny shit. Not, they're, they're, like, the audience was, get, was getting hyped for one of two things. Really hilarious stuff or really Cody Co. inside joke. We're YouTubers and we're making a YouTuber joke. Yeah. Kind of humor. And for years it's like oh, i want the youtuber humor no i just want to be funny to a general yeah. audience of strangers like, i hear that yeah 
I don't want to have to. I'm so tired of skewing towards one <laughs> specific audience and like yeah. denying it because I'll be like, no, man, my my Mickey Mouse TikToks are for all ages. <laughs> like, I mean, on. but I think I feel like now you're skewing back the other direction where you just want ubiquitous humor. Like you're like Jerry Seinfeld. Like you just want to be able to. Everybody understands what you're saying. It's like in simple terms, but it's still complex humor. Right. It's not like like you said it's not an inside joke it's right. just it's just funny and onto that like that that bleeds into that other thing that i really wanted to talk about like coming into my own with like who i am like culture wise yeah. and, and ethnicity wise so uh my entire life i uh, i thought i was like close to 75 percent burmese <laughs> i think that country's called myanmar now that's what my parents told that's me that's actually a seinfeld joke it's kind of funny you mentioned that is it really they say that on seinfeld they 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 say somebody's going to burma and they and then like all of them are always like it's Myanmar now. Like, it's just like, Oh my God, thing. I had no idea. It's that's, so funny. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so I thought I was 75% Burmese. That's what I was always told. And, um, you know, I grew up with, uh, there's this Desi culture and Desi culture encapsulates like India, Pakistan, the countries that are surrounding there. Mm. And it's basically just brown people. Right. And, and there's a certain culture that goes with it. And I've had the biggest aversion to everything <laughs> Desi, everything that goes along with it. I want nothing to do with it. Okay. Yeah. Look, I'll eat the chicken tikka masala, <laughs> but I'm not going to take it to lunch with me, mom. Like I'm not doing that. <laughs> And like for not years, not going to be that brown kid, right? And, yeah. and, and I fought so hard to to not do that, so I could assimilate properly. Yeah. Well, I got my fucking twenty three in me, and I'm eighty one percent Bengali, Pakistani, Indian, like Boom. whatever it is, man. It's like, like dropping who, bombs on your life, like, dude. Fourteen percent. What I thought I was seventy five percent. Like that's, that's insane. insane. Those numbers are ridiculous. It is, yeah. but coming into to that whole landscape of like really accepting that and it's it's not like it affects who like how i grew up or whatever but yeah. it's also like this new chapter of like man uh i bumped into this or i went to this gas station got some gas went used the bathroom came out talking to the uh, the gas station worker and he goes hello sir are you indian mm. and i was like yeah you know like and i had a great conversation <laughs> I am indian yeah and then he was like genuinely happy to have a conversation with him he goes you, you look indian and then like a bunch of stuff and he was so happy to talk to somebody yeah. that's of his uh his culture and then I left and I made that guy's day and that guy made my day. And for years, like back in the day, he'd be like, are you Indian? So like, nah, you 7-Eleven manager. Like, this is not 7-Eleven. This is Quickie Mart. And you know, whatever. Like, it's not okay for me to, to go there. And, I, yeah. and I'd be so aggressive about it yeah. for no reason. Like, there was no real reason for it. It is weird. I, I And I've thought about this. I, I guess something came up a couple of weeks ago about racism in general and just especially, well, especially being Black History Month. Um, which I guess is just a U.S. thing, which is strange. Black History Month is only the U.S.? I would think so. I don't know where else, like, like isn't, like, in terms of, like, the Sudan, like, wouldn't everybody be black in the Sudan? So, like... Just hype it up, man. Wouldn't that just... I mean, I don't know. It'd be, like, every day. It just, every day <laughs> is Black open. History Month. Anyway, but <laughs> that was just an off the... Co- anyway, um, what was I saying? Mm, racism. Just racism in other countries that aren't the U.S., that aren't Western, how, like, prevalent it really is. Yeah. Like especially Asian cultures. <laughs> and oh man. Japanese hating the Koreans. Every everything about all of like pretty much all of Asia is just kind of a mess with that. They are. It's and weird how Americans just really don't know how privileged they truly not I'm not trying to be like black people aren't oppressed, but no. I, I didn't <laughs> yeah, want to get into that. <laughs> but I just mean like relatively. And I'll say that the, there's been God, there's been waves moving forward of, of how racism is perceived and how the world perceives what what is said and what you can say and what you can't say and like what's appropriate. Yeah. And uh, man, I think this is actually I forgot about that. This was my breaking point on TikTok. My most popular series, is my Omega series, and it's one that parts of it I enjoy making. It was when I went on there to make a video, and this is right a little bit past January first. And um, I kept getting called an Iranian terrorist oh, because dude. of the World War Three jokes. And they kept screaming like <sighs> random things, these little white kids. And like, man, 
it pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm making jokes for these motherfuckers. Like, right, these guys yeah. are going to be the same ones that are like, oh my God, I'm in this video. I'm being a racist piece of shit. But like, yeah. oh my God, guys, I'm in a TikTok with 100,000 likes. I'm TikTok famous. Like they, they talk about this in their, yeah. in high school, like crazy now. It's, it's all they talk about. So that was my, my like, fuck this. I hate <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, that's I'm not weird. about it. But now, so like back into the whole discovering my culture i've just been yep. denying that aspect of my life and for them like i tried to uh i had a friend who's in morocco for a while she's traveling there and she texted me a bunch of questions regarding like islam and uh you know growing up muslim because I'm, I'm christian now but i grew up i grew up a muslim and i loved growing up there was so many positive aspects of that uh but i became christian for a number of reasons later on nothing nothing wrong with either religion across the board not trying to offend anybody yeah, but yeah, yes. i'm super sorry <laughs> Stay I'm, kosher. my sister is muslim and i could not be more proud of her and so is my mother and they're they're phenomenal women and they yeah. exemplify god in every action they take and that's exactly what a good christian should do so got nothing to condemn on their end yeah. but uh yeah i i put this whole part of my life like being muslim into this box and then i threw the box off a fucking cliff yeah. and i just like never looked back <laughs> because i wanted to assimilate so bad there was this moment senior year where this girl and i liked each other just a little bit and i was going to take her to homecoming and i've never gone to a dance and i was really excited about it and then she told me like hey you can't because you're muslim and my parents don't want me to go anywhere with you and i was like oh wow that hurts yeah and then you know i was still cool with the girl and then she said something later like it's not your fault it's your ancestors and you know growing up i'd fight that like crazy and i think i fought it a little bit then yeah but it was after that that i was like i don't want to be different anymore i just want to i just want to be normal yeah so like i put i wrapped all this up whether it was consciously or subconsciously and i put it away and i'm having this conversation with my friend while she's in morocco and i'm i'm realizing all these things that like <laughs> being brought right back right out like i I'm, I'm having serious conversations with my sister about her hijab her headscarf and i'm having yeah. conversations with my dad about this rule and that rule regarding islam why did we do this why did we do that whatever what yeah. you know and then so many things that i denounce as part of my life they're part of my life yeah and i don't want to denounce them i love that stuff and the yeah. fact that i put it into a box so i've been having this this fucking second wave of like realizing who i am because yeah. i feel like over the last two years i became a caricature of myself like i'm just trying to act like hussin mm. and over the last few months i've become hussin again but mm. now i'm like i'm finally adding this layer somebody that i was a long even longer than than that ago and i'm just yeah putting that back on top yeah that's really dope uh being able to to kind of realize that there's half of you that exists still that you <laughs> you're trying to like suppress and you're like oh wait it's still a part of me and like actually that's the part that's been holding you back without even realizing it that's because that's really dope right and there's this aspect of like it's defined by the mickey voice for so much of my career like my five year social media stint and like you're yeah. the mickey guy you're the mickey guy you're the mickey guy and I was texting that same friend that was in Morocco, and I was like, yeah, I'm done being the Mickey guy. I'd be okay to be just the brown guy, and she's a lot smarter than me, so she was like, do you want to be the brown guy, though? Like, <laughs> just, just, I don't I don't think that's something that you want. And I'm like, you are right. <laughs> 100% don't want that. Just the guy. Uh, but to to not talk about those stories, that that pivotal time in your life, like what... The, the horrible things that happen when you're younger growing up in this country. Like, I grew up in, I grew up here in Alabama. Yeah. And, you know, when Jeff Dunham's Ahmed the Dead <sighs> terrorist puppet sketch came out, he essentially, like, spread this uh, these stereotypes of racism. Yeah. Just completely isolated you. 
he did i mean there was yeah. this kid let's call him jason wheeler that's <laughs> scary close to his actual name oh my god but jason wheeler used to bully me to be like ah i kill you you terrorist whatever and like yeah. to fit in man side note that's a pretty good impersonation of yeah <laughs> <laughs> no man. anyway sorry go he, ahead. that's it shouldn't have been good no, you should have right, made it worse like, here's why it had to be good <laughs> Because I would watch, I would go home and watch those videos, so I could play along with the the joke, right? So I wouldn't be pushed down. So I made all these self-deprecating brown jokes and these terrorist jokes and all this stuff for years and years and years. It's a way to to feel more comfortable. Not a good way to do it, but it's a way to do. Yeah, it's a way to (laughs) cope. And you know, I'm not saying don't ever make those jokes again. They're not okay. They are okay, but like owning them on a different level. You're not making the joke to satisfy Jason Wheeler, white kid. (laughs) You're making those jokes to talk about the the Muslim experience growing up in America, the the Indian. Desi experience, the yeah. Arab culture experience. Not, not like, ah, oh, man, I want Jackson Wheeler to like me. He made fun of me because I wore <sighs> children's place. I started wearing Abercrombie and Fitch Lord. in the fourth grade. Yeah. Make my mom buy me forty dollars T-shirts in the fourth grade. <sighs> Unbelievable for Jackson Wheeler. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't weird. Like Jackson it's Wheeler. weird how you. Su- <laughs> I said it Jackson. Weird. Whoops, Jason. <laughs> oh, whoops. Whoops. <laughs> it's weird how you succumb to a bully like that so easily for some reason. Like the one thing that you know you're insecure about, and, you're, and then. You hear the person that you look up to for no reason. It's like a weird looking up to someone, and then you just you have to convince everyone in your life to be a different person. Right. It's and it, so and it's 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 one of those things where like here's what Jason had over me. Jason played sports, and he was in a youth group. So when yeah. he came to school, he had way more friends, and everybody liked him. And he's got all these dynamics that I cannot have. I yeah. I'm Muslim, so I don't go to you know I don't I don't my parents unless say my mom was really protective. She didn't want me to play sports, and my mom yeah. obviously I'm not going to youth group on Sundays <laughs> at a church. <laughs> yeah, you know, and so like there was this this dissonance between me and them how I acted and how I was and I just did whatever I could to bridge that gap so I could be normal and yeah. I and I fought that all the way until well until like senior year where you know I owned a little bit of myself and I and I think I, I came into my own a good bit in high school but yeah it's so stupid though that people look at the differences and, and think that's what isolates it. like there was this kid in, in elementary school he's from Yemen I don't remember his name. Al Mutasim. Al Mutasim was his first about name. Him. He was the nicest. Kid. He was so cool and like he was good at basketball. He did all this cool stuff at school that he was, was really like really good at basketball. I, I know. forgot about that. Anyway, <laughs> and like everybody was like pretty good friends with this kid. And then there was like points of contention when he would be at lunch eating his naan or whatever he was eating. It probably wasn't naan. I don't know what yeah. they eat in Yemen, but something very similar to naan. Anyway, and it was uh, you know he had all this food that was like culturally significant to him and he he couldn't eat the white people food for lack of a better term anyway so it was like might as well bring this food but there was always like oh what the hell you eat like no what the hell oh my god what are you eating over there i i when i was telling my friend about about this stuff i went into that because there was a hundred percent like my mom would make me something that was delicious that i'd want to go eat when i came to school but you know bully this ukrainian kid gosh remember him (laughs) i'll call him by name because i don't think Corey will care Corey nichols be like (laughs) oh my god i know him yeah he's he's a nice guy or he's, he's an interesting guy i actually don't remember if he's nice or not <laughs> but uh he's just like oh food so stinking like like made fun of me and then like bullied me about it i was like mom can you make me pb and j and like yeah. she'd make it some days and some days she'd just be tired because she's a working mother of two kids single yeah. mother so she's makes whatever and i would if if it was in my lunchbox and it was something foreign i would keep it in my backpack i wouldn't eat at lunch Jeez. and i would eat as soon as i got home i'd be so hungry by the end of the day but that was better than dealing with the repercussions of being the smelly brown kid which that was a big aversion to growing like it was miserable yeah i mean that's it's one of those things it's just like the different the different smell become a became a bad smell for some reason right and it's not even inherently bad it's like it smells like food (laughs) it's like oh my god that's horrible but anyway it's just so dumb but it's 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 crazy that those moments like 
how much they've stuck with me. Like I yeah. haven't thought about them in years, but I remember them vividly. Yeah. I remember when the neighborhood kids came to my house that one time I opened the door and this one little kid with glasses just goes, ew, what's that smell? That's disgusting. And I'm uh, like, that's my favorite dish. That's <laughs> yeah. Nahari and you eat it with burrata and it's phenomenal. It's yeah. spicy. It's good. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And you know, I didn't eat Nahari in front of anybody for a long time. Yeah, I'm sure dude. It's weird whenever you get snap judged like that, like it really sticks with you. Oh, yeah. I mean, a point of contention, uh, Hassan Minaj, great comedian, phenomenal comedian. He's recently become a big impact on my life uh, just because I heard him on the armchair experiment with Dax Shepard, and then I listened to his stand-up special, Homecoming King, and he basically lived close to the same life as me yeah. with a couple of asterisks and a couple difference. And like hearing him talk about his experiences have made me look back at mine and remember them and, and not look at them with such sadness or whatever. Look at them with like pride. Like Those were yeah. shitty times, but they've informed who I am as a person. They've informed my sense of humor, and they've made me better. And like I know how to raise my kids. Like I know what to do going forward and I know how yeah. to talk to people and have you know really understanding conversations and stuff but you know he he had this whole thing on Ellen where he announces like what his actual name is because Ellen says hey Hassan how you doing and he goes yeah. he's got three minutes on Ellen and I'm sure he's got something better to talk about but he, he paused it he's like let's talk about this name thing my name's Hassan like yeah. my name's Hassan and and it's it's one of those things that I've been going by Hassan because I could say that's Hudson without the D yeah and that's not my fucking name right. my name's Hassan my mom calls me Hassan it's yeah. not it, it, and it's crazy that I literally lied to my closest friends and people in my lives for years yeah. just to make that thing easier on them. Yeah, It's my name. And it's not really even that weird. hard to pronounce. Huh, son. Come on, guys. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're dying here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just one different accent. I don't know why. I don't know who where that change started with, with people Americanizing their name. Like, it had to have been Americans that imposed it on the non-American. Well, so, oh, silent. Probably that. I, the thing about Ellisine was the spelling would get messed up, right? And then like people Kader would read it. It's spelled K H A D A I R. My last name. Yeah, it's not how my cousins stuff spelled. They spell it with like Q's and different things. Yeah, but like every one of them is different. Yeah, you know our friends like Ferris Hajazin. Right. His cousins yeah. have like seven Al-Hajazin different. Al Hajazin and yeah, like all that. Yeah, yeah. bunch of yeah, it's like all over the place. But no, I mean like for growing up. So I was actually born Osman Acha. And okay. then uh, I got adopted by my stepdad, so I became Osman Kader. And then in fifth grade, my parents just decided to change my first name. Mm. So my name was Osman. Yeah. Miss Sally Snotty at the front desk said Usman for a checkout. Oh, and I man. was Usman. Like, I was Usman for 12 years. And Jeez. there was no no way around that, you know? And, and it sucked because that was not my name yeah. at all. But I had to introduce myself as that because they could not say Usman. That's crazy. And, you know, and, and when I got to Hassan... I was like, I could say it right. But I think if I say Hassan, I have a leg up on here. Like, I can yeah. control this. They don't call me Hassan. control the narrative. I won't go, yeah, control the narrative. Like, literally, it sucks. But, like, that's how, yeah. you know, you still have the random subs that would call and me Hussein. at least it's close. Hussein. Oh, Jesus Christ. But there, I mean, at least that's close. Hassan is close. Well. Hassan, Hassan. It's like, it's, there. It's, it's there. It's it's super similar, right? But even the fact that I had to do it but even a little bit sucks. Like, Think about that for name. my name. Like if I was like hey, Joan and John, they're pretty close. Like <laughs> I'm gonna go by Joan. No. <laughs> People will always be like, is it Amelia? like is it Amelia or like how do you say? I was like, I don't, I don't care. I really don't. Like I don't even know where I put the emphasis in my name. If I'm being honest, I say it different every yeah. time. Probably right. <laughs> it's weird. That's weird. You got a weird name. I do have a weird. It's kind of like weird to say. <laughs> yeah, like, Amelia I still question Amelia. Myself. Amelia. Yeah. So you know, I don't know. Most people just end up saying like, for sure. They, they just skip the first day. They're just like Milia. Yeah, Milla. Always a nickname with me, <laughs> M- Millie. That's a good one. I never got any. I never got any good nicknames growing up at all. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. The, <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was just 
Hussy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I, was like, I was like, wait, that can't be. Hussy's not a good name. That's not a good one, actually. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of the worst ones, actually. Somebody like, called me Huss Dog for a while. I was like, Huss Dog. Look, man, I don't want you to call me that ever again. <laughs> I'm going to look you in the eyes right now. Connor, I'll kick your ass. You call me that one more time. <laughs> oh, uh, no more Huss Dog. No. They called me Beta for a while, and that caught on more than it needed to, and then it finally faded. Where did that come from? Absolutely nothing. We okay. were playing Fortnite, and it said open beta on the bottom, oh and they said, let's call God. Huss and beta. What? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no. Don't do that. That's but an that interesting was, bridge. That was like one summer, and then it, it completely well, died good. away. Fizzled out. That's I good. think besides that, people call me Rush because my gamer oh, tag. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like the Super Pine 7 boys call me Rush mainly. I mean, they call me Huss from time to time, but... And I'm okay with that. Rush has been my name longer than Hudson's been my name. Rush has been my name since second grade. <laughs> Penguin username. Like, literally, that, that, that thing stuck with That's me crazy. for years. Gaming. Changes yeah. your life, baby. It does. <laughs> Part of me, ingrained Rush. in my soul. I'm thinking so hard for a nickname. <laughs> I don't It'll know. happen naturally, man. Mm, it's got to happen. It's got to happen on its own. I give a lot of nicknames out. Oh, dude, I'm say. a big, I'm a huge nickname person. Yeah. Big time. I just can't. Saying somebody's full name, what, what am I, I doing? Know, I don't like you that yeah. much, do I? <laughs> it feels so like Like yeah. my friend Zoe, her name's Zoe. That's pretty short. I call her Zoe or yeah. Z or anything. Anything that's not Even Zoe. That's <laughs> like, crazy. Come on. I feel like I'd probably still call her Zoe. I've known her for a long time. Oh, but. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that well, I wouldn't. I would feel weird about, I guess. I get serious with her and I'll be like, Zoe, listen. Yeah. <laughs> She'll know. She'll yeah. snap. That's funny. I just like the just nicknames. Like my friend Andrew, I call him Andy. My friend Connor, Connor Shaddix, I call him Shaddy. You yeah. Know, it's any, anything. That's that pretty good one. Noah Burns. I sometimes I call people by their last name, Burns, yeah. whatever. So all depends on the person. I've known Hannah for so long and I will only ever call her Hannah. Like unless I'm writing a card or something, I'll put like... We have like these little names that we do, but like I would never call her that. Like, call I, her anything other than Hannah? Hannah? Just Hannah? Yeah. Like, I don't mm. go like Hanny or like Hannah Banana. There like, are people. It's just <laughs> I have a friend that like likes this girl and he'll like call her babe in text messages and like Snapchats or I whatever, but in person he would never ever say that. He's like, why would I say that? I'm like, why, why do you say that, you <laughs> fucking weirdo? Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, that's weird. And it's like, I, I wonder how much the, the internet like where it kind of lies in Western culture. Like, is it a British? Like, I feel like on Reddit, there's a lot of British people on Reddit, or at least it feels that way. And so the slang gets kind of uh, tossed in, like having a bad go of it, like stuff like that. And then like calling people babe. And then like, is I, babe a British thing? I, it's kind of like really? one of those things where like, they're a lot more like, they use those love terms a lot more. Yeah. In, in kind of like a jokey way almost. I can't think of a good, like an American example of that. Darling? something like that yeah i know what you're getting at though but and and it's like that where it just comes it becomes a thing like where you just do it over text because it feels like you see something like that on your phone a lot right but then like i would never talk like that (laughs) i would never call someone babes or like give them a sweetie or something like that oh you're a 40 year old mom yeah (laughs) that's probably call someone a bird come on honey look honey (laughs) sweetheart oh man I call people sweethearts sometimes. I wish I could do that customer service job. Call, call people, people sweetheart. sweetheart. <laughs> Listen, our sweetheart. We had this woman call earlier today. Um, you know, it's tax season, so all these people are getting freaked out about their W two because we print their W twos. Um, Terrifying. It is. And then uh, this woman called earlier. She was real upset at me for some reason. I wasn't the one that answered her previous call, but she's like, "I have called several times to get my W two sent here." And then I was like, all right, I'll get on it. I'll get on it. And then we hung up and I looked through and she hadn't worked. She wasn't employed by one of our companies for an entire year. So she didn't work in, 
but in 2018. Um, so she didn't have a 2019 W2. <laughs> so I called her back. I was like, uh, you don't have one. <laughs> like, stop bitching about it so much. You don't have a damn W2. Anyway, that's a very specific thing that happened. Um, it's weird how many social security numbers I can see. Oh, my God. Like, I literally have like access to like 6,000 socials. I could open up bank accounts for all of them. I got a real... <laughs> my uh, Moving on. So I got like that nearly eidetic memory and stuff. And, yeah. Like it's faded. Not faded, but like I feel like at a certain point, last time I was on this podcast, I feel like I could have closed my eyes and told you what I did three years ago, like what I did yesterday. Yeah. And I could probably still do that if I think really hard, but like... Mm. I, I don't know. I, I just hit this vibe of not being as stressed out about life in okay. general. And like, yeah. not forgetting stuff, but like letting it all go. So I can think about it if I try really hard, but it doesn't, yeah. doesn't come up immediately. But for things like numbers and shit, man, I just can't get that stuff out of my head. That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't imagine that. I'm so bad with everything. Like I can listen to a voicemail and then lose the number by the end of it. <laughs> They're like, 212, blah, blah. And I'm like, Well, oh, that happens too. It. I think it's like, it's, it's memories that are enforced by other things happening around you. Okay. I don't think it's just like, like if I'm looking at a license plate, but I'm like a certain songs playing and, and like something funny's happening on the road, whatever it is, then I will always remember that license. Yeah. Plate. But if I'm just looking at, you know, whatever on the road, I'm not paying much attention. Yeah. To and it. like complete silence. Yeah. You have to have multiple senses being right. engaged. Or well, something. I figured out what that memory, wh- where that memory comes from. It's the fact that like, like I talked about being behind on social cues because of how I grew up and where mm. I was in school. The way I, I rectified that was by becoming like hyper observant. Yeah. And I, and I did that by like, you pay attention to micro expression, little things people are doing, the tone of their voice, yeah. you know, every, everything that goes along with it. And because of that, it's like, maybe I don't remember exactly what they said, but I can remember the look on their face. And if yeah. I remember that, I can remember everything slowly. Yeah. It took me a while to break down where that memory came from, but it's mm. definitely, it's that definitely that just like, I'm, I'm, taking in so much that I'm bound to remember a piece. Yeah. And you can use that piece to give you everything else. Good point. Good point. That's that's a very interesting part of your life that you just kind of have to, we're forced to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Not a choice. Yeah. It's, a, it's a gift, but it's also equally a curse. So. Yeah. I hear that. Coping mechanisms, baby. Right. I got a therapist, or a new one. Oh, really? A therapist. And uh, my other one moved. Great oh. lady. Phenomenal. <laughs> I had her for a year. Helped me through all my traumas. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I went to see her on on Thursday I'm, I'm in this vibe I'm happy yeah. I feel like everything across the board with me I'm just I'm very content with my life so I was, Good, I, was yeah. I was nervous I was like I don't really know <laughs> what I'm gonna talk to this what therapist to, about what to vent about <laughs> right and and uh, my friend was telling me like don't worry you're gonna go in there and they're gonna get something yeah, out of you like that's, that'll it. happen and like we you know we got in there we set some goals like three goals of what I need yeah. to do and you know one of them was better relationship with my mom <laughs> that's yeah. a, you know important one and then you know one of them I keep to myself and the third one was like finding your core values because mm. I'm my, the thing about me is like I have opinions about stuff yeah. but I don't ever say that I will die by one opinion because mm. I just don't have enough information there's too much to know. There's too much in the yeah. world that I'm never going to have a full grasp of. So I can never, I can make an argument one way or the other, but I can't holistically no. <laughs> say like this defines me as a human being. Not yeah. like Nazism, racism. Okay, okay. come on. <laughs> I don't fuck with Nazis. But <laughs> hey, that, can we put that on the quote? Uh, put that on the on the description for sure. I don't, I don't fuck, fuck with, with Nazis. Nazis. Um, this this reminds me a lot of Cheedy from The Good Place. You right? Seen that? Yeah, I love it. That <laughs> so ending was are, beautiful. Do you think that you're him? No, because I don't get like. <laughs> I'm decisive. You're not, you're, okay, so I'm you are decisive. decisive. It's just on a broader scale. You right, can't, like I'll make a decision regarding something, yeah. but that's not my final decision forever. So you're not sticking by your... Well, and I'll stick by it if it's something that I know that I've I've the ins and outs mm, of and the ups okay, and downs you've already of, and explored I know exactly it. Yeah, yeah. how it is. But like, 
what I what I feel when I when I felt when I was eighteen, those opinions, yeah, they had to grow up, they right. had to change, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and if I don't have enough information at eighteen to twenty one, then twenty one to twenty five or twenty five to thirty when I have right. kids, whatever, like my my experiences in life have to mold my opinions on it. But I do have core values. Yeah. So like a lot of what I'm going to work out in therapy is, is really like, I, I feel like you inside, you know what they are, but I don't think I can say them out loud of what I think my mm. core values are. Yeah. So planning on working on that in therapy, just, just getting a better feel for it. Because there were opinions that I had. I used to have this freaking uh, demonistic view of alcohol forever right. like i hate like i grew up muslim so you know as a muslim, you're not supposed to drink you're <laughs> yeah. not supposed to drink and then like my experiences with people who did drink they're like fucking fools and yeah. then in high school they're twice as stupid they're, yeah. they're underage drinking and they're doing twice the dumb stuff and whatever and i like hated it yep right and then uh i dated somebody and i used to hang out at her house and her mom used to have a glass of wine sometimes and mm-hmm. that woman is the classiest woman on earth and she's having a glass <laughs> yeah. of wine the fuck is How wrong with it? it? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. It's great. Like there's no issue you. with it. Yeah. And you know, and then I got to the point where like I don't have an issue with people in my life having alcohol. And then Casey Neistat had this this wonderful YouTube video. He's my he is my idol. Out of yeah. any creator, regardless of whether I'm a content creator or not, Casey Neistat's work ethic and the way oh, he yeah. lives his life, nothing nothing could ever compare to that. But uh, he talked about not imposing his beliefs upon others. So I was like, mm. you know, when I'm an adult, I'm gonna have alcohol in my house, even if I'm not drinking, because. I'm not yeah, gonna. I'm not gonna, gonna tell my guests not like, to drink. Like, nah, hey, you don't <laughs> don't unwind here. Don't have a beer. Don't have yeah. a glass of scotch or wine or whatever. Like yeah. that. That fucking suck. I don't want to do that. Yeah. And then, you know, I had friends. Like we, we're all turning 21 now. That's the age group. And some turned 21 and they had drinks and like. I didn't dislike being around them. And like yeah. some of them like were in relation with other people who were also drinking and like that didn't damage their relationship. Obviously if you're worried about your significant other drinking, it's because your significant other is a fucking trash can person. <laughs> and like, you're worried that they're going to do some, something like horrible. Yeah. Well, alcohol makes you honest chief. Like <laughs> what, what they were doing, that's what they wanted to do. And you yeah. were being saved by that prospect. And then I got this, this new outlook. Like I'm okay with alcohol being completely in my life, but still I turned yeah. 21. I don't drink. I haven't had a drink yet. Well, yeah, but the, I'm evil, to, the evil isn't in the bottle. It's where it's, it's, in, where the it's in the person. You're yeah. right. You're there. You're but there. I, I was so concrete on that growing up and now I've like, it's, it's continues to evolve. And now yeah. I have a different opinion. I think I'll have a drink eventually. Yeah. I'm not opposed to it. I just haven't had it yet. I'm waiting for the right environment, right <laughs> people. And then I'm going to have, I'm going to have a nice glass of I, wine. Or I was scotch. with you. I wasn't, I was totally against it for a long time. I mean, I still have plenty of friends you, you included that are against it in, in a certain capacity just for their own, their own body. Um, and I was with you, but it, for some reason when I turned 21, I just thought that was going to be, I mean, it seems like the, the cultural moment to try it at least. Um, and I did that and I've never really been drunk. So like, it's not something that I've ever, very difficult for you. I have learned that it is difficult for me, to be <laughs> drunk. but, uh, but anyway, the, the point is like, I, it's not something that I've ever turned to in a moment of weakness. It's not something that I've ever thought like I need to do this. It's just something like, I'd like the taste of this drink. I'm going to drink right, this drink. Exactly. And then that's where I stood on it. Like when I turned 21, when somebody had asked me about it, I was like, look, I do have, I do have a family history of addiction yeah. and that makes me nervous. Right. And I did so like, I, I fought, I fought like hell through depression over the last three years and I'm finally on the other end of that. Yeah, you don't but I imagine <laughs> if I found that bottle early on yeah. and I, I would have, I would have, how else would I have coped? You know, there's right. this magical thing that makes me not worry about my problems for a little while. Then I'm going to, I'm going to take that fucking magic thing every yeah. day. Let that out of here. But uh, now I'm in a place where it's just like, I, I'm, I'm an adult, man. I'm going to have a glass of champagne on my fucking wedding. Yeah, Are you absolutely. Kidding? That's ridiculous. Yeah. I have yeah. to. You know, and if a really great friend of mine asked me to get a drink with them on their 21st, I'm going to go get a drink with them. It's yeah. their 21st. And like, it was such a point of contention for me for so long. And I do still have opinions about like how people drink, right? Yeah. Like whether, and not like I'm going to demonize them. I'm not judging them one way or the other, but right. like what type of people I'm going to keep in my life? Who am I going to mm-hmm. date? Who am I going to keep close? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? 
it all adds up. I mean, you don't want to, you're going to surround yourself with people that you already know you agree with on a, on a, on a value standpoint and right. the core values. The, like, like you're saying though, since you can't articulate those, I'm not saying anybody can, I'm not right. saying we on this side of the table could definitely articulate our core values. She doesn't even know what I'm saying. Um, no, I'm freezing. <laughs> anyway. Uh, she just says, shut up, John. My core values are, pop, 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 goes on. The point is what I'm starting to say is like, you, when you're surrounded by those people, you're going to become more like those people. And like, you don't want to, you don't want to just take like, for instance, if somebody had two out of the five core values, I know that's not really how it works, right. but if they're, you know, less than a majority you, and they're doing other stuff on the other side that you can eventually morph into one of theirs. And at this, at some right. point you're becoming something that you're not supposed to be according to yourself. And I mean, that's one of those things, man. I've been very proud of myself of the fact that like anything I've ever done did not come out of peer pressure. If yeah. I've done something that I said I wouldn't do before, it came out of me deciding that I wanted to do said thing. Yeah. Like I grew up only eating halal meat, which is, you know, it's how Muslims prepare their meat from how the animal is born, how it lives, how it dies, everything across the board. It, it, and it's so holistically that. And then uh-huh. I made the decision, my own decision. It wasn't because peer pressure people have been trying to get me to eat meat for my whole life. But when I was 19, I was like, I want to try a Chick-fil-A. And I had Chick-fil-A and now I eat meat. I still don't eat pork. You know, I still, yeah. I still draw the line there because I agree with the Islamic, like what the cleanliness and everything that goes along with right, that. But yeah. I fucking love steak, man. I can't live without my steak now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's, and like, I didn't do that because of peer pressure. So like definitely on the, the end of like people influencing your decisions, I want people to inform my growth. Like I need people to show me new perspectives to help me grow up. Yeah. But definitely people like I've had friends constantly badger me to drink with them and like bug me and I'm never going to have a drink with them. Probably. Right, I don't think I'll ever that, will. that attitude about it is not cool. Like, no, come but, on, man, just one or whatever. It's like, right. Don't do and, that. and there's somebody that like, there's going to be people that I'm going to want to go ha- have a drink with, relax, yeah. chill, a nice environment. But yeah, you know, but, and that, and that a, goes along with just like knowing your core beliefs and yeah. then everything else is malleable. You know, you mm-hmm. don't have concrete decisions. At one point in my life, I used to go skateboard every single day without a doubt. I have to skateboard, right? <laughs> yeah. I haven't been on a skateboard in a year and a half. I don't really give a fuck about skating. <laughs> yeah. You know, I used to watch Arrow every Wednesday. Uh-huh. Nothing would stop me. Seven o'clock to eight o'clock, I skipped rehearsals to watch Arrow. I have to watch Arrow in my living room. I had a girlfriend, so I DVR that shit. Like, <laughs> who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, so that's that's like where I'm at in life. That I, I'm I'm very happy with the fact that like I just know I'm growing, and I always want to stay that way. Yeah, that's good. That's a good spot to be in on the up and up, my dude. Yeah, man. What are you twenty? You said you were twenty two. Twenty one. Twenty one. Me too. 22 is coming up in October. I'll be 22 in March. Man. Time flies. It does, baby. I'll be 23 in September. She, oh, whoa. She, oh, girl. Oh, that girl. Oh, goodness. Old as hell. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> 23. Ain't a big deal. Yeah, it's not that. It, well, when I hear 23, I still think it's old, but it's also like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not even a little old. Yeah. So strange. It's like, oh, like, what am I going to do with my life? God, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that because I remember that, <laughs> like that whole like, what am I doing? I quit college. Yeah, and I'm 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 secure with what I do, and I'll probably do this for the foreseeable future and yeah. stand up on the side, and yeah. that's gonna be my passion. And I don't I honestly never want stand up to become my job ever. Mm. Like I always want to do it. I always yeah. want to have a passion for it, but I never want it to be my main source of income. I don't want to live or die by having to do this thing because when it becomes right. work, when Ooh. it doesn't become a passion, when it yeah. becomes fucking TikTok, come on, man. <laughs> Especially I can't. the way that it's growing right now. Like it's not something that, what am I trying to get at? It's going to be something that's, that's constantly marketed and oversaturated for a while. And so, the, the era that you're trying to come up in, if you would try to make a career out of it, it's just going to be like that. Right. It's going to be pandering and it's going to be trying to find like, your knee. I mean, it's going to be a whole thing. Right. 
and I'm I just don't I'm not gonna do the whole like yeah. man I hate the kid who plays Ravi on Jesse. Uh-huh. This little little Indian kid who he's got a goddamn pet lizard. He goes, "My name's Mister. I'm Ravi. This is my pet, Mister Kipling." And I'm mm. like, "Dude, you don't talk like that in real life. Yeah, just you don't talk wear like goddamn, you talk. You don't wear a shalwar kameez. That's like a traditional Indian dress. Where like, yeah, it's great if that's what's comfortable. In, and if I saw you on red carpets wearing that, that's so awesome. Right, Ravi." what the fuck man are you kidding like this is ridiculous and yeah. i hated that guy growing up because you know between him and baljeet i got bullied so mm, much i'm sure oh dude. my baljeet, god probably good old jaron jones used to walk up me and choir and just go, yeah. look he's baljeet Ugh. that's yeah. how jaron he i don't know why he made that noise every time he said it <laughs> baljeet uh, yeah overall you like calculators no i'm, I'm failing math jaron, I, I hate math i'm a normal guy damn Come it on. so oh. stupid but like I can't stand pandering like that, but it's one of those yeah. things that like maybe Ravi had to do it for his. I don't know his actual name, and I don't really care to find out. That's just <laughs> the name of the ca- the actor, the character <laughs> on Jesse. Yeah, maybe he did that to serve a purpose in his career, and I can understand. You know, I did the Mickey voice for years. I bit the bullet on that, despite me not wanting to do it anymore. Right. Um, so you get it, but I get at it. The but same equally time, so, like, pushing not, stereotypes. Just, yeah, I was gonna say it's not breaking barriers. You're not no. doing anything for the for the I rest mean, of you guys. Like, like how tone deaf is that right. show i mean it's it's an indian kid not only do you make him wear shavarkamis constantly you give him a pet fucking lizard <laughs> and it's too. not like a small lizard no it's a whole it's lizard a goddamn like <laughs> komodo dragon Jesus. named mr kipling like yeah. what the fuck like, robbie what? come on it's, like a, it's gotta be some kind of monitor lizard it's huge oh my god no, and obsessed it, with the lizard. I do. I like lizards. <laughs> <laughs> I like lizards. I had pet turtles growing up. Turtles, really? Yeah. Ninja. I named after Ninja Turtles. Leonardo. I bet you did. That's great. I'm not. That's I'm not awesome. as big a fan of the turtles. They I don't smell. think I liked them very much. No, I think I just had them and I thought they were super cool. Yeah, I named cool. one after Blues Clues's turtle turquoise because blues clues the dog cartoon uh, had its own pet turtle that's hilarious uh, well <laughs> elmo had a pet fish so like we don't even know what elmo is oh my god elmo's a monster <laughs> i could do an elmo voice way back in the day when i was like doing a dozen impressions at once yeah and that was elmo versus mickey was this whole thing that's pretty funny god it was funny they're kind of similar they are it. it was very hard to go back and forth elmo. he's got like a different kind of Elmo thing. talks in the third person yeah true yeah so you had to come up with like, I need to, to laugh every three words for Mickey and like for Elmo, yeah. I need to make sure I like baby talk essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But Mickey's just an adult. Yeah. Almost not. <laughs> Elmo. Who was the host of, of Sesame Street? I could not tell you. Some white dude. Big Bird was fucking scary, guys. I don't Big know. Bird. Like, oh my God. How tall is Big Bird? Like seven and a half feet tall? Like, that's insane. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Who would want to be around Big Bird? Nobody. God. What, what what there's that you remember that video that little black kid screaming about uh, the Easter Bunny? My, oh no! <laughs> I thought you're not my dad for some reason. <laughs> God. Uh, no, but it reminds me of that every time I think about kids trying to watch Sesame Street or something like that. Like it's scary. Yeah. It's got to be scary. Man, I don't. That you know what terrifies me? Like how do you raise kids? Like just in general? Well, no. Like my parents, <laughs> uh-huh. they fucked up. But I'm great. My sister, she's great. Yeah. But I cannot replicate that process. <laughs> okay. That's how you go to prison. I can't do the things that they did. All right. My yeah. kids are going to have iPhones right at the gate. I'm fucked. Oh, I'm ruined. They're going to destroy me. <laughs> I'm going to go viral on TikTok. You know, like I don't, I can't follow their steps. Um, yeah. So how do you do it successfully? That's a great question. I mean, it's always changing. 
Yeah, oh, and, I, and I think I don't think there's one way to do it right. Nah, you're probably right. You I look at these like you're right. 13, 12 year old girls on TikTok, and God. it like mortifies me, man. Yeah, especially the ones you were talking about earlier. <sighs> <sighs> talking about Charlie D'Amelio, who <sighs> phenomenal. Like props to her for having. 20 million followers yeah. over the course of six months. Unheard of. That's yeah. insane. That's more growth than PewDiePie. Million. Honestly, like yeah, on, yeah. on such a meteoric scale. Me and Charlie came up at the exact same time as far as follower counts were concerned. Yeah. And I was ahead of her for a fair portion of it. But then, you know, I have to I have to plan videos and I got a script <sighs> and I have to take a while to make them. And Charlie does, this isn't an insult, the same dance in different environments and different clothes over and over and over. We're talking 20 videos back oh to back. My. That's all the same dance with the same song. I mean, and if it because, works, it works. I yeah, guess, and because she's reasonably attractive, like that yeah. is what took off for them. But it's so overly sexualized and it's like, yeah. it's mortifying. That's tough. You know, that that whole thing was another thing that made me realize that TikTok and this whole new new avenue of life, it's not for me. No. Because people get really excited. Like, oh, you have 180,000 followers on TikTok and they want to talk to you. But it's like, what the fuck? That doesn't you, mean anything. Yeah, what are you that excited about? That doesn't mean anything. Like, what's, what's so hype about this? What is, yeah. And, for that, for Charlie D'Amelio, like she just threw away any chance at a normal life. For real, yeah, that's too many Forever. people. Too many people <laughs> subscribing to you. Or no, and then and she has her oh. older sister Dixie, who's just along for the ride. And Dixie's also got a huge following. Yeah, she's wearing Alabama sweatshirts stuff. They live in Connecticut, but Dixie was gonna go do an Alabama sorority. Uh. And like they're fifteen and I think seventeen, and mm. their nudes are spreading over Twitter. Yeah, and they're children. Yeah, and it's child pornography and it's disgusting and like. That fame, like I think it's fucked up stuff that I said when I was 15, maybe homophobic stuff or whatever that like I don't live by that stuff's fucked up and I don't stand by any of it. These kids, microscope, right? Every single, I don't think I ever did anything as fucked up as little Huddy saying the N word. He's another (laughs) one in that little crew. But, um, you know, still like I said some stupid shit sometimes and to to think that that was going to tank my whole career, my whole life essentially. And like, not only did Charlie become famous and her sister, her parents are famous. Mark D'Amelio, whatever. Mm. Like they they hopped on yeah. the whole train. They're verified. They got a million followers of their own and they're they're killing it. They're doing yeah, well as trying parents. To tap but also, in the market, man. It's one of those things where it's like, how do you do that? <laughs> how can you parent your child and like I guess to each their own and not not shaming them, but like they're doing sexually provocative things at 15 years old. And like, we can say that it's about the dance and Charlie's a really well-trained dancer and she is, she's phenomenal. She's so talented at that stuff. But like some of the songs are like, I take, I don't like big dick, but I suck on it. Like it's like ridiculous stuff. Like it's sentences like that. And And they're doing dances that they're thrusting their hips and they're grabbing their crotches. And it's like, (laughs) that's what this is. Right. And not to be a prude and slut shame or whatever, because I mean, I guess that's the culture. But yeah, where do you draw the line? For I know, your kid. Because well, imagine you if would think doing it would be eighteen, but <laughs> you know, the thing is, like, they're doing that on social media in public. Yeah, what are they doing in private? And that's terrifying. Yeah. And that's a whole and, other and thing. Especially like, when the private gets out and then now it's your privates are on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's forever. But uh and then what's worse is what you said, like the parents are not only condoning, they're supportive. They're part of it. <laughs> Which and it's great that they're so supportive of their children's it's like, true. But when it's something like, that it's pretty obvious like what they're doing, like that's rough, bro. Like I don't I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the parents enforced it to begin with. They knew that it was possible for her. I mean, to they get made to that her level. a cake when she hit a hundred thousand followers. Where's my fucking cake? Nobody <laughs> made me a goddamn cake. Nobody cared. I got some. I yeah. got twenty eight comments on my uh, my Instagram post, and I was like, "Hype, dude, dude! We always knew you could do it. You were going places." It's good to see you, man. I haven't heard from you in three years. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's almost stuff like that where you think. Are the parents using this as like a source of income? Is that like just another for sure? Well, the, lane Mark of, D'Amelio. I mean, their house looked nice from to begin with. Like in the background of her TikToks, he's an attorney, so he's killing it. 
He was yeah. already killing the game, and he was already making you know fat stacks across oh, the yeah. board. But most of and why now, not have more money? <laughs> right, and and it's you know it's great because you her daughter his daughter could have a college fund right now at oh, yeah. fifteen years old, mm-hmm. and then they can have vacation homes. They could do a million great things. Yeah, but the, the, the what's the price? Yeah, that's Especially, a huge toll to pay. Yeah, it's there mm-hmm. forever, baby. Especially I mean, my shit's point. online forever, and I'm gonna deal with that. My kids are gonna see the Mickey voice. They're gonna see some shit, and I'm and I'm okay with what uh, I yeah, put that's out so fine. far. <laughs> that's reasonable, but it's also like one of those things where like there are some videos from the old Vine days that like I hated that I made it. Yeah. Some, like there was a homophobic joke or two mm. that I 100 don't stand by. Like yeah. I made the joke because it was popular to make said joke. Right. I don't agree with that that whole ideology at all. Yeah. And that shit's gonna stay there. That's gonna be on the internet forever. You know. A lot of little kids saying the N-word on Omegle. Oh, God. I expose them. I honestly don't feel remorse half the time when a 14-year-old says yeah, I mean, the N-word to me. I post that clip until TikTok takes it down, and yeah. those videos pop off for a while. And I literally, like, uh, I put the caption in the one video. This one guy just made me so bad because he called me an, an N-word cunt. Mm. Uh, I can't say that word either. An, uh, N-word <laughs> blank. An N-word C-word. It's a horrible, horrible combination of words. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, do you think that's funny, man? Like right. I was doing the Mickey voice because that's yeah. what the bit was, and I literally go in my room, I'm like, "Do you think that's funny?" Genuinely, yeah. And he's like over here, like trying to justify. I'm like, "Just be funny. Be actually funny." Can yeah, you imagine if we were that's being funny. not this? Yeah. Like it's it's I don't even know it's not even humor. It's just literally for the was, shock of that. Like I I just don't see it. I played this random squad fill game of Fortnite like a month ago, and I was in this game with three three kids. They're like one of them had to be like. 13 to 14 and the other two were like a little bit older one of them had a real squeaky voice and he yeah. was coming at me trying to make some jokes hey are we gonna have an intimate relationship and oh, like he's God. trying to be funny and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I made fun of like I roasted him like in a funny way like not in a demeaning way and they yeah. were all laughing their asses off and then there was one of them who like just kept making edgy comments he's like i'm throwing this i'm shooting this rpg allahu akbar over here oh saying praise be to god in arabic for those of you who don't know what that means yeah, and but he it, thinks it means something else yeah pop, right right yeah. saying allahu akbar and then he's like look i'm trapping these guys like in north korea and then like I, I got to a point where i was like yo man why don't you just be actually funny because this yeah. is kind of sad like yeah. oh man look i'm mr edgelord i'm gonna make a real edgy fucking comment right. and his friends ate that shit up they were dying <laughs> they could not stand and this guy derek Derek didn't say another word. Derek, Derek stayed quiet for a while, and they're like, "Derek, are you alright?" Like he wouldn't answer, and then you just hear, "Do do 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 do." He left the game, and all his, his inventory leaves, and, and then like, "Oh, I looked on PSN. He's playing Rocket League by himself now." And I was like, like "I don't even feel bad." Derek yeah. needed to learn his he lesson. He needed to go to the corner for you a while. Gotta be funny. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with like, not nothing wrong with racism, but like. Oh my god, it's horrible. Jesus, There's nothing man. wrong with talking about Nazis, race. Though. Yeah, I don't fuck with Nazis. <laughs> god, I was watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, and uh, there was this little bit where uh, one of them's infiltrating a prison, and they're trying to like they're in her ear trying to tell her where to go sit, and they're like, "Oh, those blonde women seem nice," and they're like, "Oh no, they're Nazis. They're hot Nazis. Oh my god, the Nazis! Abort! Abort! <laughs> Nazis over there! Nazis! <laughs> no, but Give me uh, a Nazi in here, bro. What's but up? genuinely, just that <laughs> <laughs> that racism's not cool but there's yeah. certain ways to talk about race in a humorous fashion that's yeah. not demeaning or insulting obviously don't take another ethnicity's humor the, um, don't don't be over here saying the n-word and jokes that you have yeah. no place saying but you and know he, he should he's he should be count himself very lucky that he was able to be exposed like that by a person like you rather than a person in real life <laughs> And that's someone catch that up could with get you him in trouble. Right? Like you're like, hey man, like just don't do that. Yeah. When you're doing it for the sake of like genuinely just making a joke and trying to be funny, but it sounded like he was trying to like. Well, it's one of those things where like something. it's one thing if he was actually 
being funny like but jokes. it's like <laughs> it's like edgy edgy <coughs> statements because those are funny now yeah, yeah. Like, like black it, it people just... are worse <laughs> and you're saying that not because you believe it yeah. but because you think oh man these guys are gonna love when i say black people are bad because it's like shocking and it's like shocking oh and why would you say that and like, there's ways to be shocking and funny i mean some people are they're pushing the needle on on humor a lot of times like mm. you know like how people are pushing needles to kill themselves with heroin it's kind of a stretch. Oh I was trying to get, I was trying to come up with something, but it right, kind of right. fit the mold of what you're saying. Anyway, for sure. No, there's there are lines and like there's things that are said in, in certain environments, homophobic jokes specifically, where it's like, oh yeah, they're Big gay time. comedians making homophobic jokes essentially, yeah. and they're not homophobes. They're gay. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. They're, put, they're leaning on it. They're and pushing honestly, into it. Most of the most homophobic people I know, they're gay, right? Like, are we going to pretend how, they're not? It's kind of how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Every person I know that like truly hates gay people yeah. and like has like a really Big deep centered guys. Christian belief on like homosexuals, <laughs> condemn them. Who you fuck, Brad? <laughs> Who you fuck? <laughs> it's always a preacher too. Like it's oh, never. <laughs> oh, Southern Baptist. Like, yep. come on. How'd you know? You're a preacher, <laughs> Brad. You did a 30 minute sermon out of nowhere. Like, we're like, so it's Easter and Jesus was resurrected in the fat. Like, what do you know? Whoa, 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 whoa. You know? Like, come on, man. It's very obvious what's going on here. <laughs> That's funny. God. All right. Well, we touched on all your points, right? We got everything. Double check. We touched sure on we... the 23 and me, right? I think we hit that for a second. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you yeah, talked yeah. about how you absorbed a new culture. See, Baljeet in middle school is a bookmark. <laughs> I've been talking to John about doing this podcast for a couple weeks, so I've just been putting lines and yeah, stuff yeah. on there on my on my notes i think i hit everything stand up mickey mouse brown guy daisy culture <laughs> <laughs> yeah all across the board i'm my man we I'm made all caught up now yeah that's good just chilling glad that to have great. you back on dude it's been it's been a hell of a time it has been man i didn't expect to like next time i thought i was coming on here i was gonna be like hit a million followers man <laughs> i'm moving to I'm los angeles god and I'm, um, I'm fucking dude i live in the hype house that's <laughs> The oh, name no. of the house that those fourteen-year-olds live in. They bought a house. house. It's called the Hype House. They all wear white. Oh, I'm man. not even joking. Like they're, they're all their Was pictures. It a cult. Yeah, I'm doing here. <laughs> Straight up. That's crazy. And like they have their own David like a Dobrik nice house though. It's super nice. It's Hollywood Hills, man. Oh jeez. We're talking like a multi-million-dollar house. They have their own David Dobrik. There's this guy named Alex Warren. Who, uh-huh. Like he's funny. But he is 100. He does David Dobrik's voice. He's practically doing an impression of David Dobrik mm. with the whole laugh and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got the same group, like a group of friends where he's doing outra- outrageous things with. Yeah. And like respect to him for his growth. And like he is putting out good content. But like. It's weird. Alex, you're not. You gotta like. <laughs> be originality. Or, yeah, David be said, original. David said something on his podcast recently where he's like, you might make it copying somebody. Yeah. For sure you could make it. But that's. You're not going to be happy with that. I know. Yeah. Day. When. Yeah. When you've. At the end, like when you when you're 65 and you made your millions or whatever doing that, I don't know. No, not at all. You want to just live and die by what you've created of your own. That's right. Yeah, that's that's where satisfaction comes in. But yeah, that's definitely true. There's my two cents. Yeah, boy, let's go get get out there and get satisfied. You know, for sure. <laughs> hey guys, you know, uh, you can't give your life more time. So mm. give the time that you have more life. Mm. That's what you got. Mm. Come on, mm. Come on. <laughs> mm. preach, baby. That's uh, that's the quote for sure. For sure. That's what you animate this time? <laughs> it's just literally just a positive <laughs> thing. Not a funny story. Really positive. <laughs> just fine. I would do it. Let's do it. Oh, I've been, I'm, I'm going to get back into animating because that After Effects got me hype. It's fun. It's so much fun. Yeah, dude. All right. I'm doing it. Anyway, we're about, about an hour. Sweet. This is mostly the attention span of people. I would probably the hundred percent. It's probably the max. I can't do the two Ferris hour podcast. Two hours now. Ferris is gonna say something. Ferris might comment again if I if I mention it. 
because last time I keep my comment or I said something like we were like an hour and a half. I was like, none of you guys even listen to this anyway. And Ferris is like, how dare you? I listen. I've been listening the whole time. I love Ferris, but I hate yeah. Ferris. By the way, my mom is like big fan. She's been listening a lot. Oh, I've heard awesome. recently that a lot of people are. Yeah, no, some of my friends Ooh, like they know something. about me. For, like they're like, Hudson, what have you been up to? I heard about your this thing thing that From I can't the, talk about. And I'm yeah, yeah. like. <laughs> can't talk about that no 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 no. nda was signed if you're wondering why my last episode for those of you who heard it is gone yeah i could not talk about a lot of that legally and i i may have goofed and almost gotten into monumental amount of trouble but we're good we good we good we're We're small scale baby it's all right you know (laughs) but the the black ties aren't on this one yet for sure we're under the radar yeah it's good it's a good time anyway maybe we'll get a sponsor soon and then we'll have to be really careful actually cut stuff up <laughs> i think even if you have a sponsor you're good a spot, podcast like, yeah, sponsors true. are so lenient it's freeing yeah. it's amazing joe rogan was talking about that or no uh joe rogan talked about something similar but ethan ethan klein did a whole yeah. thing about like the only restriction at this point is youtube restricting yeah. him his his papa Crazy. john's interview got taken off trending <laughs> I, know, I know because of something that it's sounded like, like huh? the n-word but he didn't say the n-word huh Come on. What? Come on. What? And first of all, getting Papa John on the actual pod. That's amazing. That was... That's... <laughs> what a landmark in history. Yeah. Four to pizzas in 30 days. Except he didn't do it. He didn't do it. <laughs> didn't do it. <laughs> Groundbreaking stuff. Papa he sure anyway. looked like he did. Oh, he did. <laughs> he that was greasy. That was a painful Horrendous. Oh, he was greasy. Ugh, he looked like he was about to die. Yeah, he probably was. You know, Ethan <laughs> Klein, phenomenal. Like, yeah. At what he does with just his crew, I don't think he's a good interviewer, though. I Some, definitely controversial. Agree. Sean Evans, uh huh. That's the that's the gold standard king, of an interviewer. King of interviews. Hit the cadence of his voice. What's yeah. up, guys? This is the Hot Ones. I'm your host, Sean Evans. They're always enamored. Every guest is like, we're, right? Like we're doing this. We're like, really like doing. He this. looks at one camera, looks at another, yeah. and then Sean Evans on the H3 podcast. Sean, go home. Yeah. <laughs> like Ethan's like making him uncomfortable. Like I don't I don't know how you're know. ruining questions like this. Like Sean, just just go home. Get out of there, man. Go and Philip DeFranco. <laughs> Philip DeFranco interviewed James oh. Charles recently. I oh, haven't really? watched that yet. Damn. I'm interested. That sounds interesting. I got nothing positive to say about James Charles. No. I don't really I don't I don't I don't mess <laughs> nothing, with him. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Phil DeFranco, one of the most objective human beings I've ever oh, for you know, sure. interacted with or just watched. That's and I the really goal, would baby. love to I'm gonna watch that a little later. That sounds interesting. Interesting Anyway, good to see you, brother. Yes, sir. You'll be back soon. Until sure. next time. Alright, man. Later. Yeah.